the Maybag music. It's dope when you, because like right now, and this is the cool thing too, is that everyone I've ever talked to, and this is my favorite part about podcasting, everyone I've ever talked to is like, yo, I can't do a podcast. How are we going to do that? I'm like, you talk to me. That's the it. same way, and they're like, oh, how are we going to do that? I'm like, what we're doing right now, I hit record, we start talking. Right. So like right now, we're already, I think like four seconds in. Yeah, or 24 seconds in. My bad, we're 24 seconds in. And, and it's, it's like, just gone. Exactly. So, hey, listen. I'm very, very excited today. I'm really, really pumped. Because this has been something that I've been trying to, like, formalize for a little bit. That's because, cool. like, we've, <laughs> we've, like, been working parallel for a while. Absolutely. And I'm like, dang, man, I really got to connect. I'm with Andre from 6x6 Brotherhood. 6x6, right? Yeah, 6x6 okay. Brotherhood. Yep, foundation. And it, it's dope. Here's the coolest part, man. Is that so? I, I met you, and if you really listen to this podcast, you know Jacob from the episode like, like fifteen or something like that. Right. And this is forty-one. That's my dog. We're in our Dirk Nowitzki episode, so. Like, hey. So like, if you know Jacob, Jacob introduced me to Andre. Me and Andre have been working, close-ish. Yeah. Close-ish. I mean, we've we've done a couple of events and tried to you know get some stuff off the ground. Oh man, we missed a huge opportunity, and I didn't even realize it. Two days ago, I actually went. It was the HBCU Classic. Oh, you told me about that, too. And right when I realized when it was, because it was right after Thanksgiving, and I right. didn't put two and two together. Like, I just didn't realize the days. And, I, like, right when I sat down, I was like, damn it, we should have done a giveaway for this. We should have done tickets for this. Definitely should have. Because we, we definitely uh, we gave away tickets for the WNBA Finals. That was cool. That was the last time we worked, which was dope. And I mean, the thing that I like about that too, and this is something that I've been telling people, my mom, actually, my mom brought it up. She goes, I think that there's certain things that are house famous. I'm like, what house famous? What do you mean? Yeah. She's like, like things that we know in our house that other people don't care about. I'm like, okay, like, what do you mean? She's like, how many people were at that that Thundercat concert you went to? I was like, eh, I don't know, probably 2,000, 2,000 maybe. And she's like, right. But like, we don't listen to the radio. So, like, we're not listening to, like, Drake. We're not listening to, like, like we have our people that we like. Right. And in the house, we know who they are. Like, okay. And this isn't just because I lived in Virginia Beach or uh, Newport News. But, like, when I saw the Daytona T, I was like, yo. Yeah, seriously. And man's got the push. Like, and so my family would know who that is. But, like, my family wouldn't necessarily, like, like, there's other stuff at the same time. It's like, okay, can you name an Ariana Grande song? And I'm like, no. No. Nah. <laughs> right. I can tell you about the locks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know. It's definitely some of that stuff that's just like super local, like only you get or your only your crew, like like pro group of uh, friends get. So that's that's definitely that. That's definitely one of those things. And I think that's the coolest thing about. And Phoenix doesn't really have it. I mean, they kind of do. But that's the cool thing about even me being. I don't like to say I'm from Chicago, right? Because that comes with like, okay, well, what part? And I'm like, no, I was born in Chicago. My family pieced out because my dad was uh, Air Force. Yeah. So, like, but my mom, my mom's from Oak Park, my dad's from Waukegan, they met in Hoffman Estates, but, like, I remember Streets of Woodfield Mall. Right. You know, like, we used to go to Lincoln Park Zoo, we used to go to the Bean, like, we used to do all these things, and I think that's the coolest thing is that, like, you have that connection with somebody when you're like, oh, man, like, that's what happened with me and Jacob. Right. Like, first time I'm like, oh, yeah, and, like, oh, yeah, he's from Chicago. I'm like, oh, yeah, yo, my family's from there. Like, yeah, I know about this, this, and this, like... Example, I'm a fight to the death that deep dish pizza is the best pizza you can get. Chicago pizza in general. Come on, man. And I was arguing a guy I coach with out here. He sent me a little uh, thing on Instagram saying that Phoenix had the, the best pizza. Uh, is a pizza capital of the United States. 
like in no way because half the good pizza here is Chicago style pizza. That, so how, see, like, how can you even say that's the best? You know what I mean? It, well, you know what? Barros is Chicago style pizza. It is. It is absolutely. And that's the, that is one of the things I like about Phoenix is that there's so many like, like if you want, I was talking to my brother about this with fast food. If you want Culver's, there's Culver's. If you want rallies, right. there's rallies. If you want In and Out, there's In and Out. Five Guys, Shake Shack, like. All this food from all parts of the country are here. They do seem like they do have a lot of restaurants from like you know different regions. Like yeah. you think that's just like a Northwest restaurant, but it's it's and here. And you're like, like, yo, Dutch Bros is here. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, it's a, it's there's a, a lot Dutch of Bros on the like street that. from Portillo's. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, only in Phoenix does that happen. I think that sure. that is one of the dope parts about it. That I do like. Yeah, there's a lot that I'm like, eh, listen, guys, we gotta chill on this. But it, it definitely took some adjustment. Like I've been down here like eight years, and I know when I first moved down here, I was like, man, there's no like real Phoenix culture here. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about Chicago, like, I'm not from Chicago, but Chicago area. Like, you know what Midwest culture is. Yeah. But when I first moved here to Phoenix, it was like, man, what, like, what do they really kind of have, you know? But as I've been here over the years, and it's, it's been expanding crazy. Yes. Uh, but you're starting to, like, get it. Like, they got a little hoop scene now with the high school hoops is, like, on the up and coming. Low key. Like, yeah. with the Hillcrest, which I still don't know where it is. Neither do I. It's got to be one of those <laughs> pop-up, like, prep schools. You know That's what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking it is. But, yeah, like, they, they're getting some hoopers out here, and, like, you can kind of see that. And and uh, just the scene of Phoenix is, is definitely expanding. Well, and that's what I'm kind of interested in seeing, too, is because um, – I wanted to do a street ball tournament out here, and I, I did it wrong, and I kind of knew I did it wrong. I did right. a whole podcast on that, about betting on yourself, and just like sometimes things don't work out. Yeah. But the interesting thing about Phoenix is that I think part of it wants to be LA, but I think well, the biggest part about like not having a culture is like the weather. Right. When it's 120 degrees in the summer, like if it's if you're in LA or if you're in Chicago, like me, I grew up in Hawaii. So like Hawaii in the summer, man, we're outside all day. Absolutely, that's summertime like, shy. Summertime yeah, shy come on, man. Like, I don't know if anything is better than summertime Chicago. Like, yo, you wake up. Like for us, it was we woke up, hung, like went shot, you know, shot at the park for a little bit, then went to the beach and like did this and that. Like we weren't coming home till like nine ten at night, and that's kind of how it was, you know, in Hawaii, just because it's summer and it's endless, you know, it's the whole endless summer and you're on the beach and all these things. Right. And I'm like. Hey, maybe 130 degrees is too hot yeah, to be honest. I, I know you definitely reached out about the basketball tournament, and I, and I tried to plug it as much as I could. But like, once people have seen it was outside, you know, and it was in the summer, that's when people was kind of just like, ah, you know, kind of iffy on it. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing with Phoenix, man. It's, it's kind of opposite. You know, winters in, in Phoenix is the time to like be outside and because this do don't stuff. feel like winter. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's like perfect. 75 degrees right now. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. I was teaching outside all day today. It's awesome, it. man. Yeah. So, okay, outside of 6x6, six because six, you mentioned teaching, you mentioned coaching, what else are you doing out there? Man, that's it. Right now, I'm just uh, diving into 6x6. Six six. Uh, this is our busy season. We just did a little food donation um, to yeah, the Cartwright cool. School District. Uh, right now, we're working on a, a gift exchange, which you helped me with last year. You I did. You sponsored the kid. I did, which yeah. was dope. Um, we're working with the same, same group home, so it's uh, Back to Life, Inc. It's in Phoenix in the Maryville area. And uh, what we're doing with this gift exchange is it's um, one gift that the the kid from the group home really wants um, one gift that they'll bring to a gift exchange to a white elephant event that we hold with the kids at the group home and then another one for them to learn and grow because I think that's a big part of um, just kind of their development you know giving them something whatever they're interested in um, if I remember correctly I think you got the kid like a computer yeah um, that's very pie yeah so cool, he was into that and, and he loved it you know and that's what he was into but he didn't have the means to get it and um, this is, I mean, this is why I love that, not to interrupt you, but this, the reason why I love that is because I work IT, 
And it's kind of funny because it, you could almost say I got my start in IT just from like playing video games. Right. Because you got to figure out the AV cable and okay, how come this won't work here? And wait a minute, the power does this. And oh, okay, I see it's that white input, not the yellow input. And then from there it was like, okay, but like how can I do this with my computer? Right. And then when I joined the army was, you know, how can we do this on these computers? And now it is a career, but it does start very, very young. Like, I, I was talking to a guy I work with, and I told him, like, listen, what got me into computers was playing video games and watching The Matrix for the first time. Absolutely. And then now you just, like, kind of realize how much goes into that. And that's why I was really, really excited when I got him about, like, hey, I really want to work on computers. I'm like, dude. This is it. We don't realize how close that is to us. Yeah. Like, just as a culture, like, we don't realize... Put it this way, I, I saw a guy I really, really look up to as far as podcasting and videos, uh, Justin Hunt, Justin C. Hunt, he made an article about, like, he made a video, I rather, about how black people have used technology to push the culture. Okay. So, like, when cell phones were first getting big, you had ringtone rappers, and that's how Soldier Boy Soulja blew Boy up. Soldier Boy blew crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And then when you look a little bit later, like, because everybody would just buy that ringtone. Yep. And then, you know, you look a little bit later on MySpace blew up and the blog scene went crazy. And now we got Lupe and Cuddy and all these guys. And then social media and now, you know, SoundCloud. And you guys just get, you know, City Morgue and Zillikami and Denzel Curry. And you're just looking. I'm like, man, we really, like, we do that. Yeah, be using that technology. That's that's crazy. There's a lot of people that got their start that way. And it's something that you don't really realize until you sit back and you're like, and this is why I started my my uh, my my black nerd podcast, Blurred Lines, because you know I'm on YouTube all the time. I watch YouTube more than I watch like regular TV. And that's that's how people are. Yeah, and kids like, are like that. Kids that I teach, they're like stay on YouTube. You know, right. That's how you learn everything from there. And how many times have you seen us? Not that much. There's like, I know maybe three people that I'm like, like King of the Fourth Quarter. Who has a dope? He has like dope like NBA 2K stuff. Yeah. And now he's talking basketball. He's a dude from Chicago too. So okay. Like, seeing a Bulls fan happy, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> we made it, bro. Yo, Bulls are on top right now. Yeah, I'm happy. My phone be going off every time they win. My guys be hitting me up. I'm happy. In the, yeah. Oh man, I bet those Philly Chicago games. Are oh man, man. It's, the group chat goes crazy anytime it's a Philly Chicago <laughs> game. But it, it's I, I'm excited to see, and that, that this is the kind of cool thing about just when you do meet somebody. The second that Jacob told me, yo, this is my buddy, you know, this is my boy Andre, and this is what he's doing over there. Right. I was like, oh, shit, that's, I see it. Yeah. And when I found out, oh, no, he's a teacher, too, I'm like, yo. Like, this is somebody who's actually there, boots on the ground. Trying to. Trying to. But I think that's dope that we we finally got to connect, especially on this podcast, and probably bounce some ideas and and put some stuff in the stone. Because um, I think, like, between both of us, we can have, like, an impact. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I definitely listened to, went back and listened to a lot of your stuff. And uh, you had a quote from the guy from uh, Tap In. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But um, it was just talking about sparking sparking that, you know, the next generation, basically, and what it was. It's crazy that you mentioned that because I was thinking about that this morning. And um, he says, I don't want to, I don't have to be the guy that touches a million people. I want to be the guy that touches the guy that touches a million people. Exactly. And, and the one that I go off is, is uh, Tupac. And it's in, in my bio. It's on my, in my emails at school. Every time I send it out, it's in my signature. It's, uh, I'm not going to be the one that changed the world, but I guarantee I'm going to spark the brain that changed the world. So Tupac said that. So I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, 
but I'm going, but I guarantee I'm going to spark the brain that, that will change the world. And that's kind of like what I, I try to do. Like, I don't think I'm going to be the one to change everything, but I, I can at least like motivate another kid to get mm-hmm. into something, whether it's computers or like whatever it is, you know, maybe they're going to grow up and change the world. And this is what I was telling a couple people too, is that I feel that, I feel that black people, we, we, we learned, I don't want to say the wrong lessons because that's not it. We learned, we, 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 we messed up one of the lessons that we were taught. Like, so obviously Martin Luther King Jr. is a hero, right? Absolutely. And he did a lot for the country. But the thing is, he did a lot for his neighborhood in Atlanta, which turned into a lot for Atlanta, which turned into a lot for Georgia, which turned into a lot for the South, which turned into a lot for the country. Right. And I feel like sometimes people skip those steps. Where it's like, no, like Nipsey had it right. Like, no, you start with Crenshaw and Slauson. Yes, sir. And then you go to L.A. And then you go to Cal- You know what right. I mean? Those so like, baby steps of... of right. And I feel like we sometimes we skip that step because we're like, you know, and my mom just showed me this the other day. She's like, we are conditioned to, to, um, to celebrate how, you know, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bezos and, 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 Steve, and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs got their wealth. But we think Jay-Z and Beyonce sold their soul for theirs. That's deep. And I was like, yo, we really... Yeah, that's deep. Like, we really are. Because I thought about it, yeah. like, yo, we really don't... Like, we really don't think of them like that. Nah, it like, was even Illuminati, with, like, whatever, whatever. Right, he again. to like, get it, and he... I, I, <laughs> I rewatched one of those videos. Like, I just got into, like, a weird 2012 rabbit hole, and I was like... Oh, yeah, you're in a wormhole. Yeah, I was like, man, you remember when <laughs> we thought that... Jay- yeah, I was like, you remember when we thought that Jay-Z was, like, the emperor of space? Because right. I, 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 you know what it was? My mom, she's been like listening to a lot of newer music. Right. Not newer, like she's been catching up. You know, she had three kids, so she, it was a lot of like, you know, just raising your kids first, and now we're all grown. So she's like catching up on stuff. And um, I do an article every, or a, yeah, an article every year. It's an award show. I call it the Starbies. Okay. And one of the one of the segments is the best new artist to my mom. And so last year's was Jay Z. <laughs> because she had <laughs> she never, just on, yeah, right. she had never, I think the year before was like Lil Wayne. Because <laughs> like she was catching up. Right. You know, I'm almost 50 years old, man. So like she's catching up. And, right. like, and so she's like, she's like, Brave, I found the song. It goes dun 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 dun, dun on to the next one. <laughs> and right when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, they used to say that that was like an Illuminati song. Right. And like, Deep in the wormhole. <laughs> so I looked it up again. And I was like, yo, that video is still not on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. yo, maybe the Illuminati did take it down. <laughs> man, crazy. But no, that's that's a good point you made, man. We, we don't really think about that, man. We'd be quick to kind of discredit, you know, some of our people when they do make the come up or whatever it is. And I think authenticity is key. And that's something, you know, what? I, I should have started with this. Rest in peace, Virgil Abloh, bro. Man, that was a big one. I was at the switch when that happened, too. Like, it was just like... I didn't, I didn't look at my phone because I was, I was hanging out with my brother and yeah. I, so I didn't look at my phone and then I was just happened to like be going through some stuff and on Clubhouse it said R.I.P. Virgil and I was like R.I.P. Virgil yeah I was like oh maybe it's something about because you know how the internet is I'm like yo maybe it's like his, his Louis deal went through or like or didn't whatever go through, it like, is yeah. and then I'm on Instagram and it's like no he passed no that was a bomb that definitely was a bomb and it's I'm actually culture. I'm working on an article about it right now because I didn't want to do like the, the quick little oh yo RIP. I didn't want to yeah. do that. But he was that dude and maybe maybe you can give a little bit more insight to this but I grew up in Hawaii around surfers and skaters. I played basketball growing up. I grew up on military bases. So for me personally I knew about you know 
we knew we knew about Supreme. We knew about you know all these different things like skate brands, right? You know, Thrasher before I really started wearing it. You know, Van, same thing. And when I looked at Virgil, I was like, just on my Instagram, I'm like, the skaters loved them, the surfers loved everybody. them, everybody, the punks loved everybody. them, everybody, the rappers loved them. Yeah. And I was like, how do you get to that point and stay that authentic? I don't know, man. He was he was definitely a special dude. Like I had to go back and, and do my research. Like, I didn't even know he was from Rockford. He's from Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, yo, but then like um, you just really seen the love, like from the celebrities posting and just yeah. like how inspirational he was, and he was just like really just a genuine dude. Like And from all over too, like the Louis guys loved him. Yeah. Like the you know, the high fashion guys loved him. And then like also you were seeing like Benny the Butcher was like Yo, that dude was like real. He was one of us. And right. this, this skate team that actually is like the first skateboard club in Ghana. Like he reached out to them wow. and he did a video with them. I'm like, like who? Like how do you? What? Even, yeah. Nah, he was he was a special dude, man. I'm still kind of diving in and, and looking at his story because it's it's definitely inspiring, man. Like super humble and like, you know, what I mean, did everything his way, authentic, like you said. Like he didn't really sell out for nothing. Um, just a real which dude. is wild because when you get we and this is what you were saying about assuming we assume that when you get to modeling for Louis it's like okay but what'd you do right Who'd you, did you stop doing this did you stop doing this oh it's only because you got straight hair it's all because you you also because you light skin it's like why, why do we assume that I, I don't know man it, it's crazy it's crazy how we tear each other down like that do you think we realize that we do it? Um, no, nah, I think it's just so natural, man. Like, and I, I have to call my kids out on it all the time at school. Like, every time we play something, it's always, you know, somebody cheated. That's why they won. Or, like, you know, it's never like, yo, they, they you lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they were the better person, you lost. It's always like, you know, something had to happen. They cheated or I wasn't really trying. Or I think it's just like a natural thing where we're just like, that's our first, like, Notion to kind of discredit. I'm coaching middle school basketball. I coach in Good time. I coach in Tempe also. I love That's middle my favorite, school basketball. Favorite favorite uh, age group to coach. It's so weird school. because like you've got kids that you look at them, and you're like, yo, you might. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't want to say that you're going to the NBA at all, but you you you're playing yeah. college if you don't do nothing crazy. And then like you just see someone do a crazy move, and you're like, yo. And then like two days later, he'll be like. Hey, coach, I left my shorts at home. Do I have to wear those for the game? And you're like, yeah, you're still 11, man. Yeah, that's, my, that's by far my favorite like age group to coach. Like, I've done girls and boys at middle school level. And it's just um, they're still young enough where they want to learn the game. You know, you can still teach them, like, good habits and all that. Um, but then they're, they're getting, like, very skillful. Yeah. You know, very skillful in middle school, especially now, like, with YouTube and just the access of Instagram. Like, you can find anything. That's what I had to game. teach them against was, like, and I get it because so I'm 27, and when I was playing ball, you didn't know who someone was in high school unless they were LeBron. Facts. And then when I got a little bit older, when I was in high school, we heard about John Wall. Yeah. Because that's when ball's life started taking off. So we knew about John Wall. Um, who else? What's that dude's name? Akil Carr. Akil Carr's highlight. Be more famous. Yo, <laughs> the crime stopper, I think they call him because yeah. when he played all the crime in, in Baltimore stopped because everybody's at the game. Akil Carr, nah, his mixtapes were insane. insane at like five, six, or whatever. Yeah, right, five, seven. Akil Carr and uh, what's the dude's name? Frank Nitty are the two dudes from uh, the, yeah. the Drew League. Frank I'm looking Nitty. at him like, yo, if you were six foot two, you'd be a monster league. in the league. 
Lee, I mean, Lee was, he was already on the Which, which, it's like, it sucks because, like, you're a monster already, but, like, if you, if they looked at you and they just looked at game instead of looking at height. Yeah. Like, man, I'm like, man, if it killed Carl was 6'1", good God. (laughs) Man, he was a problem, problem. Like, athleticism, he had it, he had the speed, he had the ball on a rope. Yeah. Yo-yo. Yeah. Um, could shoot it. Yeah, he was he was definitely a problem. It was probably just the height and, you know, coming from where he was coming from. But a lot of the kids, they look at that and they see kids that, like, we know who Bronny is. Yeah. We know who Zion is. We know, you know, what's that dude's name? Mikey Williams. We know um, Amani Bates. Right. We know who all those kids are. Like, 13 now. Early. Which I think is a little bit too young. I think so, too. I was just uh, scrolling on at lunch on Instagram, and it was ranking some kid, and he was in the class of, uh, it was 2028. 20, Come on. And I'm like, how are you ranking these kids? Like, you don't know who's going to hit a growth spurt. Like, he might get to high school and just be done, be burnt out from basketball. Um, but, yeah, youth sports starts, like, ranking systems is super, super, super early. And it's it, it's funny that you talk about the growth spurt because I, um, I reconnected. He was my best friend when I was in Hawaii. Um. His name is Carl Lane. Okay. The coolest dude I knew, knew in Hawaii. We used to um, <laughs> we used to listen to Outkast and play NFL Street Two, which is the most 2004 the, thing you can do. Life. Like, you that's know. the life. So we all we would do is like go hoop and come back in, and we you know we didn't have like Seven Elevens or anything on base. It was the shop bed. Yeah. So we go to the shop bed, get some food, come back, and just be playing 2K or not 2K. You know, 2K wasn't even anything at the yeah. time. We'd be playing NBA, NBA Live yep, and NBA Street. And um, we were the same height in, like, fifth, sixth grade. He moved, I moved, and I just happened to find him on Instagram again. I was like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, Right. Dog, my man's a 6'11". Sprouted. And I'm 6'3". I'm like, this is bullshit, bro. That happens, man. That happens. I was yeah. so mad when I saw that. I was so mad. <laughs> he's, like, out there. He's like, hey, he can play, though. He still hoops. He can play though. That's good. Yeah, I can't really talk about a lot of it because apparently there there might be some like really really dope shit happening in the future. That's good. But from what I've seen, I think he hooped overseas. If he's listening to this, he'll probably text me like, "Yo, bro." <laughs> like, yeah, give you the update. Yeah, but I think he hooped overseas. But yo, he, I don't want to say KD because I obviously he's not. I KD. feel like that's the everybody that's tall, lanky with handles. Like, oh, that's, that's exactly who he is though. Yeah, he's that's tall, KD. Lanky with yeah. Handles. That's the that's the bill. If it was two K, I, I found a uh, I found a scouting report because me and my buddy were talking about Greg Oden, and they said that Greg Oden was a once in a lifetime big man, which he probably would have been, to yeah. be honest. And they said that KG or KD would have been a mixture between Garnett and Trace McGrady. And I was like, that's not a bad comparison. No, that's not. He's definitely Tracy. I see it now. Like the more I see, it, I'm like, oh shit, man, they're He's right. He's just a certified bucket. I like, guess it's, it's crazy watching KD. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into the hip-hop tip later, but I don't do my greatest players of all time because I feel like I'm 27. I saw Jordan play once when I was like two years old. Right. Who's the great? Who are your top five players you've ever seen? Seen play? Like, I, like that you actually watched like as a kid. Like you didn't I caught, I caught the end of, end of Jordan, you know, okay. the, the end of the three-point peep, so I definitely got to put him up there. I'm an Irison fanatic, so I definitely got to put him up there. Um, wasn't a Kobe fan. You know, just because the the hype that was around Kobe, but I always respected his game, so he's yeah. got to be up there too. So that would, that would probably be my top three. Um, after that, I mean, KD's up there with me. Wade, you know, oh, another city kid. Um, Le- 
LeBron, of course. See, I the, and that that's that's how I knew he man's was from Chicago is when he put LeBron at like six. Yeah, because you know, we still hate LeBron. Still, in man, like it just be so hard. Like I hate like anybody that people are just like riding so hard. Like yes, LeBron's great. I get it, but like they, it's like LeBron can't do no wrong. You know, LeBron's like, weird because first, like when they're like, oh, he's gonna be the next Jordan. I was like, mm. that's a reach. Wouldn't that be Kobe? Game for game, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, game, game for game, game yes. it's Kobe. I mean, I mean let, let, let's be clear. Like, LeBron is definitely, he's up there. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be my one, but he might be like He's one, Magic Pippen to me. He might be 1B for me. You know, yeah. I don't know if anybody's passing Jordan. I give him all the respect because to come in with all the hype that was around him, surrounding him and he actually, like, lived up to it. He never got in trouble. Think about that. My man has never got nah. in trouble. I mean, maybe that little dust-up scuffle. Like, you know, last Shout out to Isaiah Stewart for, like, Man, my man was with it. No, nah, he blacked out, yo. That, <laughs> I think what happened is he was cool. And then, you know, when you just, like, see your blood and you taste your blood and you just go to a whole nother level, I was like, yo, this guy is, like, I'm just glad they kept him in the league, man. Because I, I see him go after the king, and I was like, yo, they about to let this kid go. I thought he was going to be released that night. Like, If he played for any other team but Detroit, he would have been man, <laughs> gone. straight what? up. Like, it's like, yo, we had the bad boys. Yo, he would have been in. <laughs> yo, we used to beat up China, Jordan. Yeah, he would have been in <laughs> China playing or something. I thought they was going to let that kid Yo, if he played for Sacramento, they would have. Oh, he would have been out. Nah, you're out, bro. He would have been out. Hey, I was watching Kings game. They actually look pretty good. Kings are, they just fired uh, um, their coach, too. Yeah, now that they fired him, like, I was looking at him. Like, Gentry's a good coach. I don't know. He's, um, Gentry would be that, like, middle coach. That transitional coach. You Which know I, mean? I think is super unfair. Probably. But, you know, it's. That's how it is. You know? It is. I don't know if he's a championship, you know, coach or he's going to get them to the promised land. But I think he's definitely going to get um, those young boys, like, the, the right habits, you know. Yeah, and teach them yeah, how that's to super true. Because I don't know if they've ever really had that. Luke, Luke Walton was, you know, maybe 10 how's years he, older than that. How is he coaching this long? I don't know, man. It's got to be. He's you know? never proven he's a He honestly didn't, like. Maybe they gave him a little bump because he filled in for Kerr a couple months when Kerr was out. But, I mean, you're coaching the Warriors. I could have went out there and, you know, <laughs> doing some little X's and O's. And, my homeboy, he used to say stuff like that. And I tried to shoot some bail. Like, no, man, like, you still got to manage egos. And my buddy's like, yo, look at this team and tell me where the ego is. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yo, you think Curry's out here, like, demanding the ball? No. Nah. I mean, you got to manage probably Draymond and KD. That was. It, yeah, that. if that. It's like, it is kind of like. When, is it, that those teams were like if you played two K and you just hit on everything, everything, put the sliders up. You know, yeah, like, you, you just, just like. And this is the funny thing too is that everyone I I never really hated the Warriors dynasty because first of all it's two years. Yeah, they won two chips, and second of all like, they built everything. Truthfully, through the draft, like they hit some home runs, like four times. Yeah, like good pieces and and free agency too, like picking up Dre, Andre Iguodala was like. Perfect fit, you know. Sean Livingston, as I continue Another to name, Illinois boy, like, yeah. As I continue to name Midwest Hoopers, because Midwest Hoopers, and like, even one. like Steve Kerr was like, he played for the Bulls. I'm like, yo, are we just Warriors fans now? Is, hey. this, is this it? Like, like, right. I always really loved that they built like that because that's kind of, and this is my issue with the whole small market team thing. My brothers of Spurs fan. My brothers were born in Texas, okay. so one of my brothers is a Spurs fan. Because I was like, do you want the, <laughs> I think the argument was like, how come you're, not, how come you're a Cowboys fan, but you're not a Mavericks fan? He's like, because the Mavericks jerseys look stupid. 
and they don't have Tim Duncan and David Robinson. I'm like, it's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Valid. But I've definitely chosen teams. I'm like, that jersey's kind of trash. Never mind. I mean, depending when you hop hop on the bandwagon, too, when you became a fan, like the Spurs were locking it down, like the late 90s. So he, my brother's 20. He was born in 98. Oh, so he so was, he, yeah, he yeah, was there. He, mm-hmm. He was there. They got their first one in what, maybe 01, maybe? No, the late Yeah, and even though. later, that was like yeah. 05, oh no, 05, 06? Maybe like 07, 08 was yeah. another one. So yeah, that's who like he was like, oh, okay, cool. And um, it, it's, I don't want to say it's easy. It's very simple for a small market team to do well. You have to hit on the draft. You're not going to get free agents. No. Like Kyrie's not going to play for Salt Lake City. Not going to happen. Just not going to. So you hit on the draft, which again Utah has with Gobert, and and then Mitchell. your free agency should be guys like who and I fuck with them, Mike Conley, yeah, Jordan Clarkson, and that's how you build up in the you know build up those small market teams, and this is the funny thing, and see this is how I know I'm good at podcasting, going all the way back to Phoenix. Phoenix is not a large market; it's a large market, but like it's not a big city. No, you're not gonna. So you build from the ground up here. And that's what I thought was the dopest thing about what you were doing was that, like, you were building from the ground up with 6x6. Six six, with six six. Trying to, yep. Like, it's not, like, you're doing it in a way that's, like, we're going to affect the neighborhood. And then after the neighborhood, then we'll figure out, you know, what happens after that. Just for meeting connections. And with what I'm trying to do with Starving Artists is, like, I, I, I want I, I see it as... I'm not sure if I've ever really explained this like publicly. I see it as a college coach. Okay. Like I want to give artists a chance to get better, and like I hope you go get signed by Sony. You right. know, like if I find a musician, I hope he, he gets picked up by like TDE. You know, I hope that somebody goes and gets him. And but it, the thing is, like, you came up in this circuit. Right. Like I gave you an opportunity, and it's really exciting because being on the internet kind of changed things. Like I just found this crazy writer she's a freshman at uh ut austin in texas okay and i think i saw her work on like instagram on like twitter or something like that or Reddit or something like that and i was like yo she can write like she can really really write i'm like hey do you want to write you know to the website like hey i pay because you got to pay your artists right you gotta hey pay your as artists you should as you tip should. your tattoo artists all that i messed up the first time i got a tattoo <laughs> i didn't nah. tip them and my friend's like hey did you tip them and i was like no was I supposed to? And she's right. like, yeah, dude. <laughs> definitely. Any, any of those, any of those crafts, like you definitely want to pay, you know, pay them for their work. I don't think people, well, and, and, and this is the funny thing too. I don't think people realize how important art is because we call it, and I just had a conversation with somebody about this at work, especially when you look at black people in America, like they say, oh, they're rappers, they're athletes, and that's all they do. Well, okay, let's take that. Let's, let's, let's look a few steps back. That's music. That's art. That's sports. Right. That's culture. Entertainment, culture. That's culture. Like, it, it's, that's, we do culture. Absolutely. And, you know what I mean? And so, like, when you look at how many things, like, black people in America have done. Contributed. Like, hey, guys, you guys like rock and roll? That was us. It's a, it's a lot. It's a long list. Run your Googles. It's a super long list. And super I, long list. And that's what I'm excited about, too, is I think people are... Me and my mom had a conversation. So I'm mixed. My dad's white. My mom's black. 
And um, my mom met my dad in the suburbs. And my mom was like, man, I really, really wonder why we moved to the suburbs. And I was talking to her. And I said, my mom's, my mom's 52, I think. Okay. And she came up in the 80s. And so I was like, mom, we could like the Jeffersons. Like, you're moving on up to the east side, you know, all these things. I'm like, getting out and getting away was seen as, like, status. Yeah. Like, you That's did, an upgrade. Like, That's, sh- you up there now. And now, I think our generation's kind of seen it as, like, no, let's build up where we at. Yeah. Like, why are we leaving home? You know what I mean? So, that's kind of what I'm very interested in seeing. When you do find your home. There's, I mean, maybe Chicago, maybe New York, maybe LA's not home. Maybe it right. is. Yeah. You know, maybe you find out that, like, no, this, but this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's kind of what I see in when people come here and they, like, really start building here. Is like, hey, we're going to make this spot cool. I'm sure that you could find kids in Chicago. Well, I think your thing's in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. So we do split um, what we do with 6x6 six six between um, Chicago area and, like, Phoenix area. Okay. Um, so, like, two of us are here now in Phoenix and then the other four are or back in Chicago land. Um, so we kind of bounced back and forth. It, it really like, when 6x6 six six first started, like the 6x6 was the six of us. Um, we've all been friends since high school. Cool. Um, and we started as we wanted to mentor like six other uh, young men through high school. So one-on-one mentoring, kind of help them through their freshman year, give them guidance all the yeah. way through high school and kind of in hopes that they would build some type of bond with each other the same way we did. And then it kind of six times six kind of multiplies each year. We kind of get six more um, kids. But when we when we started this, it was like the middle of COVID, like lockdown. Oh, like, wow. Really? Yeah. And it just came from like a couple phone calls, like, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff was going. I mean, the world was just like t- twisting and turning. We're never going to see that again. Man, it was just like, what a, what a time, like crazy. Uh, but yeah, it just came from a couple conversations and like, just like the homegrown idea it was like, you know, you think like when you start a foundation or you do these great things, you got to have a lot of money and you got to have a lot of people backing you. Um, but I think the power of it is like we're six regular people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But my, my story is relatable to somebody else in my position. You know, and my, my boy Lionel, his story is relatable. My boy Richard, his story is relatable to somebody in his position. So there's power in just being common people. You know, because they is. can relate to us more than, honestly, than you relate to a celebrity. Right. Um, so that's what we kind of went off with, but then COVID kind of got in the way and it was kind of hard to like figure out how we're going to mentor when we're not even supposed to be seeing these people. And like, you know, it was just weird. So then we were like, okay, we'll just focus on like uplifting the community, you know? So then we just started doing like backpack drives and food drives, gift exchanges. Uh, when students were online, we paid for internet, you know, for families so their kids can still go, go to school. And we just started kind of doing that. And it's kind of just like morphed in, you know, into what it is now where we're just doing like whatever we think of, you know, to uplift the community. You called me with the idea about raffling the tickets and it's like, all right, bet, let's do it. You know, if it's going to help the, help the community. And the crazy thing about that is um, I actually bought my own tickets to go to the game because I took my nephew. And the people that won the tickets that we raffled off is one of my former students. Oh, really? Yeah. So then, I, you know, I seen them at the game and, and that was dope. And then as I'm walking out, somebody's, you know, stopped me. And it's another one of my former students that's working at the game. That's working cool. security. Yeah. So um, just to get that full circle moment was, was super dope out of that. Because um, they see you now. You're here. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it's you, crazy. you never want to be that person that's just like out and like, oh, man, where, where, where you know, where's, where's Andre say? Where's Ray? Where's, yeah. It's like, no, I exist. I'm, I'm here. Right I'm here. And they see me and I, I try to be in the community as much as possible. Like. Even when I was coaching this past year, 
Um, I was coaching my, my nephew's park district team, and I could have came over to a nicer area and took him to a nicer area, but I was like, oh, we're going to go right back to Maryville, you know, right where I teach at, and that's where we're going, you know, that's where I'm going to put my services at. Um, so, yeah, that's what it's just kind of turned into. We just do, like, whoever has ideas about uplifting the community at this moment, like, we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's rock with it. Have you so, been to, like, your first Fridays yet? I have. Like, I haven't been there in a while, uh, but I definitely want to get back up there and, and uh network i think that's probably where i like lack the most and i'm still trying to figure it out like i don't even know what i'm doing to be honest i'm just like <laughs> you know just rocking with it but i think like if i want to say a kind of line i think that's like my superpower you know like i i definitely copy and steal from like everybody take pieces from everybody and i kind of just like figure it out um so yeah we're just figuring it out on the way but i do want to get up to first friday and like you know network with people a little bit more and talk to people and and see who I can work with. That's what I've been doing recently. And there's some there's some dope stuff that it's almost like black people really like show out for first Friday mm -hmm. downtown. Like I went to and, and, and actually actually I'll shoot you a text because I'm gonna watch uh I'm gonna watch the fights this weekend at a Gold Margarita. Dope. Which is like right across the way. It's yeah. a good fight this week too. I think it's like I think it's Tank Davis. I think it's Javante Davis. Oh like, wow. Yeah, see now you think about it. Um but they show the bo they show boxing there, and it was the one place I've ever been where like it's mostly black people there. Yeah. Even security, even like the wait the you know wait staff. I'm like, yo, okay, cool. Like this is the first time in Phoenix I've seen like mostly Most, black people without here. going all the way to the south side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, just I met this dude. I, I think I'm actually going to talk to him soon. Freshco, who is doing like a lot of socially conscious clothes. Like he's got this one. It's a painting of a dude. And it's like a really stylized, almost like a Picasso kind of thing. Okay. And it says, Mama, I can't breathe. And I was like, yo, that's, that's so dope. killer. That's hard. Yeah. Like, that's insane, dude. And like, I think I'm actually chopping up with him soon on, on this same show. I got to look at my schedule. Yeah. Um, there's a dude that I just met, uh, Zay Season. And he's rapping out there and he's doing his thing. And I'm just like, and this is the thing that I miss the most about being in the city. Is that my man just came out there with a speaker and a mic and just, just started heard. going like i was like see that's that just shit bro get your bars off man. yeah man get your bars off. and like just seeing stuff like that where you can do it here you know and that's that's yeah. one of the reasons why i stay why, why i do kind of stay in phoenix is because i'm like you can do the art here it is possible absolutely you can do it because what what, what, what inspired me a friend of mine from high school i went to high school in border creek which is a, a how do I say this? It was a richer area until the recession. <laughs> and then we slid in there with my dad. <laughs> right. That house is like, they're talking like 400000 now. Wow. And my parents slid into it for like one eighty. I was oh, like, hey. How much? Yeah, so like. That was, that was Jefferson's moment. Yeah, he was at the end of his career in the military. So like, you know, my parents were like, hey, if we're at the end of our career, let's, you know, let's be out here. This is like 10, 15 years ago now. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of, you know, where I was at. And it was very interesting because. I went from a military base where my best friend, besides Carl, who's half black, he's black, Filipino, Samoan, and I think one more thing. Okay. And then my buddy Pierre was black and Japanese. And you you see those mixes on military bases all the time. It was it was weirder when people weren't mixed. Right. You know, like all my friends growing up were mixed. And That's we different. Had, you know, there's the Mexican Filipino dude, and there's you know <laughs> like dude like oh hey what are you oh I'm half Laotian half black and I'm like. What's Laotian? Right. And he's like, oh, no. Like, you know where Vietnam is? Like, yeah. It's like, it's right next to that. I'm like, 
That's the right, mix, cool, that's the mix and pop for real. Yeah, you know that. So that's when I kind of grew up on the, on the military bases. And then here, it's like swastika because we're tagged when Obama was elected president. Right. That's a crazy freshman year, man. Yeah, no, I, I so, believe it, man. And this so, is the last state to uh, recognize Martin Luther King Day. Hey, if Public Enemy writes a song about your state, <laughs> you might have some issues there. Even though by the time I get there, it's hard. Right. <laughs> but it was a culture shock for me. And uh, somebody that I met there that I was going to school with, she went to USC to study film. Okay. And I called her up one day, just again, on Instagram, I happened to see her. I love when dogs are happy. No, she's like, <laughs> and she's showing out too, because let, let's be honest, she hasn't touched that toy in forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah, you know I got dogs, huh? Yeah, you know. But um, she went to LA, and I called her up one day, and I was like, yeah, see, you know I got dogs, huh? Yeah, I already know. <laughs> um, but I, I was like, hey, can you do, like, how come you didn't say Phoenix and do this? Yeah. And she's like, you can't make movies in Phoenix. I was like, no, you can She's like, listen, you got to go to L.A. because that's, you have to. She's For like, the resources? Or pretty like, much, yeah. yeah. She's like, USC's out here, you know, UCLA's out here, it's Hollywood, you know. Even if they don't really film stuff here like that anymore, that's where the network is. Right. And I kind of thought about that, and I was like, yeah, but the internet exists. Like, yeah. what do you mean? People make it from anywhere now. And I mean, maybe with movies, there's too much of the Hollywood structure to like really, you know, break into it because right. you hear guys moving to LA all the time after a couple movies. So maybe it is, you know, you actually do have to kind of go out there. All the studios are out there, stuff like that. But yeah. with music specifically, it's like Lil Nas X blew up over a let's be real, a joke song. Some kid from right. Atlanta makes a joke of a cowboy right. song, and now he's. Arguably the biggest star in hip hop. I mean, he's up for a solid year, I think. Like at the Grammys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think music might be a little easier to tap in that way, um, just because it's more just like the sound, you yeah. know, and like you can get out with those SoundCloud and all that stuff. But movies might be a little more tougher. But I, I definitely like the idea of being like homegrown, you know, doing <laughs> where you're at. Um, and I think it's you could do it. It's going to I be a little more hurdles, but you can do it. You can. And I wanted to do something here just because I went to high school here. And, like, you know, I, I do know a lot of people here. And I want to do something back home in Hawaii because that's where I really came up. Right. Was, you know, in Hawaii. I, I lived in other places, too. Like, I lived in Northern California. I lived in West Texas. <laughs> Yo, I lived in the – everyone's like, oh, West Texas. Like, you know, like like, like Dallas. I'm like, that's East Texas, yeah. my guy. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're in West Texas. I'm like, you ever seen Friday Night Lights? They're like, Yeah. Yeah, yes. about an hour south of that. <laughs> we lived down the street from a slaughterhouse. Oh, Looking man. back, I'm like, yeah. what the hell were we doing there? In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Why is there a military base here? Yeah, like, in the middle of nowhere. But, I mean, and, this just, and that's the cool thing is that, like, you know, just, and my mom, my mom said it, you know, bloom where you're planted. You know, and that's, and we, like you know, that. and if you listen to a lot of Tupac or you watched a lot of Derrick Rose commercials, it was the rose that grew from concrete. Yeah, who yo he got his he got his money's worth out of that. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing that. Them Adidas checks. <laughs> it's you know how dope you got to be to make people want to wear Adidas. And then he got a deal too. He got, he gets a, a a signature shoe every year he plays. Every year he I plays. Was every every year. year he plays. He's probably on like the Rose Eleven right now or something <laughs> ten. I don't know if they release him, but he he gets a signature shoe every year. That's cool. Yeah. Especially considering how they did him with the first couple shoes. I think 
Trying to think back. Apparently, they rushed out the prototypes. That's what they say. Okay. Because that's why he messed up his knee the first time, and then he didn't heal correctly. He didn't work both knees. Apparently, that's the story that yeah. I always heard. Was that so he injured the other one because he overcompensated, which... Usually happens. With yeah, that sounds pretty yeah, legitimate. That, yeah. But I think... I'm trying to think. I think Rose was probably the, the first big athlete they had since T-Mac on yeah. Adidas. I mean, they, they had T-Mac, and then they had, like, the KG. They I always thought it was weird that Jordan never went after him or Wade. Yeah. Well, Wade was Wade was Team Jordan for a while. Oh, and then he left after, like, a Yeah, he left. Because um, I remember he was with Converse for a while. Yeah, he was with Converse, and he was with Jordan. And when he went to Jordan, he thought he was going to be the main guy. He thought, like, Jordan Brand was going to be around. He probably should have been. Probably, yeah. But then they got, you know, Melo, CP3. Hey, listen, you know. I fuck with Melo. And I, I mean, those aren't bad. Like <laughs> people hate me when I say this, but you're you're a hooper, so you you probably understand. Hey, Chris Paul's a person I think is incredible. He does a lot for the black community. He's doing a lot for HBCUs. I really, really, uh, I think he's like the head of the union. Yeah, the players like, association. Yeah, so like or he hey, might have just stepped down, but yeah, he yeah. was up there for a while. He got them through the the lockout, the oh, pandemic, yeah. like all that. Dude, like he, I respect him a lot. Chris Paul's a player. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I Yo, cannot with the I Chris was, Paul slander. You and Jake, I was so mad. You when, and Jacob with the Chris Paul slander is so ridiculous. Mad. When I was watching the game, he was playing either with or or against Oklahoma City, and he was like, "Yo, his jersey's not tucked in. That's a delayed game and technical foul." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" That's that's definitely who he is. Though. Chris Paul Are on the court. Serious? I, I heard he's an asshole on the court. To be honest, like, and he does, and. and he does a lot of sneak stuff. He you know, does. He's definitely the one that's going to jab you in the rim. Yeah, and man. Back but, I mean, you can't, you can't deny his greatness. Like, Chris that's, Paul's that's a person. Point, that's I respect the hell out of him. Chris Paul's a player? No, no, no. Yeah, it's, Jacob says the same thing. He hates Chris Paul. But. Like, <laughs> this is what I mean. If you're playing at the park and Chris Paul does something like that, you're fighting. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely <laughs> not going at the park. It's definitely not going at the park. Nah. I wonder who that all-park team is. Like, Melo's got to be on the all-park team. Oh, my all-park team would be, like, Thugs. Iverson for sure. No, th- thugs and Buckets. I'm getting Iverson. <laughs> thugs and Buckets. Thugs and Buckets. That's, a, that's the title of this episode. Oh, we, it's, it's a winner. It's a fight. It's a winner. It's a fight. Got to get KG on there. You know what I mean? I'm going with, like, Zach Randolph. You know, I'm going with just Thugs and Buckets. I, part of me misses that. This is why I love Russ so much. Is because, like... <laughs> Yo, Russ is the most like I didn't realize this. I was playing 2K22 and I basically built Russ with like a slightly better shot. Yeah. Cause I'm looking, I'm like, man, I'm a point guard and all I do is drive and assist and that's and it. And that's it. Drive and kick. But when he was he was it wasn't in Utah where he told that dude he was gonna beat him and his wife up. Oh yeah. And like my favorite part about that whole story is that the NBA slipped him that twenty five thousand dollar fine, which was basically like dog. You gotta chill out. You can't say <laughs> You gotta chill like, out. Like, we know, but, like, you can't say you're gonna beat somebody and their wife up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta chill. Utah is a crazy place to play, I heard, though. Everybody hates Utah. It's crazy stuff that happens. And... Imagine people hating Utah more than Boston. You know how much, you know how, how, yeah. how much you really, like... I heard the Boston Garden's a crazy place to play, too. I'm good. Like, from Have a fan standpoint. Nah, I haven't. I'm good. Yeah? I've been one time, I'm like... All right, I'm across. I'm straight. I'm across. Same group of uh, check players. it out, like because you got people in, in Philly and you got people yeah. in New York, right? No, just Philly, but yeah. If you're gonna go up, like check it out, but like, 
I ain't gonna waste my time, man. Actually, yo, there's a dope group. I just discovered them uh, a little bit ago. They're called Van Buren Records. Okay. And they're from Brockton, Massachusetts. Which is wild because, like, when I first heard them, I thought, like, it's like, I think it's like nine guys. Uh-huh. And they all sound completely different. But they just kind of, it, it's funny because, like, it's almost like you're listening to, like, not like ASAP Mod, because ASAP Mod is a little bit more cohesive. But it's almost like you're listening to, like, <laughs> if you were listening to, like, a uh, like a sampler album. You know, like, when they used to make mixtapes like that, and it was just like, yo, there's the dude from this label. Right. Like, it's almost like if you listen to that, but no one told them they were all in the same song. And it was just like, yeah. Because, like, there's one dude whose voice is like this, and his flow is... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And there's another dude whose flow is, like, super smooth. And I'm like... Y'all know you're on the same song? Right. <laughs> like, Interesting. But, I mean, that's the cool thing, too, about Homegrown is, like, they, I mean, they'll probably eventually do something in L.A. or, you know, something right. like, like Brockhampton. They moved to L.A. after a while, but, like, no, nah, these guys are Massachusetts. And, and like, rap it. They wear, they wear Celtics gear. And I'm like, y'all wear Celtics gear? Like, I didn't know anyone wore Celtics right. gear. <laughs> do it, man. I, I love the Homegrown, like, underdog story. That's, that's life to me. Yeah, that, I, I do... I'm excited because I think more people are realizing that. Yeah. I think more people are like, yo, why would I leave? When I can I can do it here. Yeah, like what am I gonna do? Like and that that's the kind of interesting thing and like <laughs> I was talking to somebody, but like Drake's kid or not Drake, well I mean kinda Drake, but um LeBron's kids are never gonna know Akron. Not the way he did. No. No. Like they're from Calabasas. Yeah. Like, Sierra Canyon's a private school. I don't think that hits people. Like, like Lonzo Ball, he's not... <laughs> I didn't really... No disrespect to Lonzo Ball, especially after this season. But I was, I was in L.A., and I was driving back, and I and I drove through Chino Hills. Yeah. And it was like an hour outside of L.A., up in the hills, and I was like, oh. This is where they are. Yeah, which, hey, man, hey, shout yeah. out to, oh, to, sure. to Le, uh, LeVar. Putting them in position like that. I don't think he gets enough props now. Like... I used to not like LeVar. And then when I started coaching, I realized who he is. And I know you're gonna you have an image in your head once I start describing him. You know that black dad who shows up in all Nike gear with the Nike tech hat and the Nike <laughs> and the Nike shirt and then uh towel hanging out of his back pocket. Oh, absolutely. And the tucked in Nike yeah. uh, Nike shorts. You almost think he's the security for the, yeah. for the joint. And he's going crazy every time his kid touches the ball. Oh, that's LeVar. <laughs> that's LeVar right there. Hey, man. You just talking about betting on yourself. He, he definitely did yeah. that. He tripled down that bet on himself. Angela needs a shot, man. Just What do you got to lose if you're the Hornets? You really... I mean, uh, they're uh, four or five in the East right now. Sure, but it's 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 November. I think his, his problem is where a lot of kids um, fall into is his skill set does not fit his size. How tall is he? He's got to be like... Six four, six five. Oh, I thought he was like six seven, six eight. Nah, I don't think he's that. I don't oh, think he's that big. Yeah, he can, he can flat out shoot it, uh, but he doesn't have he doesn't have I the bop. I thought he was like a mellow build. He doesn't have the bop. He doesn't have the handle. You know what I mean? Oh, my man's Kyle Corver. Yeah, that's it. And I don't think he's Kyle Corver size. Kyle Corver's probably six seven. That's true. You know? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's that big. I don't know where you put it. Well, that's what I'm saying. He he falls in that weird like uh. D League, G League. I don't know where you'd put him on a team like Charlotte. Because he sounds perfect for LA. If you needed a, a flat out shooter. Yeah, he sounds perfect. I know for I want to see him and uh and that's one thing about those those ball brothers. They sell. We went to Summer League <laughs> and um wherever the Hornets were playing, 
packed. Packed yeah. just to see him play. How was Summer League? I'm thinking about going to that. Man, I, I've been on a little tradition of going every year. It's, it's a good time. Because it's like 100 bucks, but it's for like every game. Yeah, you, you when you get your tickets, you get to go back and forth between both both uh, stadiums, and it's all day. You know, and then, of course, it's Vegas. So, you know, you're, on, like, you're on so the strip, you see everybody. When you, I saw D'Angelo Russell one time, and uh, whoever told the NBA that he's 6'3", Lied because <laughs> I'm 6'3, and I was like, Yo, that's D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I mean, it's like 6'6. Six, six. He's a big guard, too. Yeah, I've heard that about uh, Russ, too, is that he's not 6'3, he's like 6'5, six, 6'6. Six, six. I believe it. I'm a Russell, Russell Westbrook fan. Like, uh, I, I definitely, and, and he gets a lot of heat, but like, I, I love his game. Like, he just plays hard, like 110%. <laughs> that's him. You know? I wanted him to play with Jimmy Butler so bad, bro. <laughs> That might be toxic. That's the most man. violent team. Yo, that you might be toxic, yo. I don't even know how that would work. Buckets, bro. Jimmy's so headstrong, too. I, I think that's you. why he's perfect. I was sick, sick when I tell you when he left the Sixers. But I, I get it. Because he's a Miami Heat player. Like, he fits the build. Yeah. He fits the mindset. Yeah. You know, he really wanted his own team and... You know, didn't want to share it with Simmons. Man, and, you were mad when he left the when he left the Sixers. How do you think I felt when he was out of the Bulls? Oh man, that would hurt too. At least we got Levine for him, who's who's nice now. Like yeah. Before we were like, right, don't contest, dude. But it's like, nah. I think he's. And I was I, like, oh, the T Mac dude. Like, I'm telling you, I think Minnesota is just a, a black hole for talent. I think I so. Why. I don't know. It's ownership. KG. Towns is rotting away. Towns is a, yeah. a talent. You know. Love had his Love, best years there, I mean, but damn, that's actually a really good team. Like, Loki, yeah, I just I think you know, ownership with some of those teams is a big one, you know, when they don't want to spend the money, when they don't want to invest into the team. because um, it's not like they don't have a hoops culture there. Minnesota right. is on the rise, they had uh, started with Tyus, Tyus Jones, then they had his little brother, then uh, who's that dude that they get shit, Gary, Yep, Gary Trent Jr. came from Apple oh, Valley. Yeah. Yep, shout out to my boy Mike Davis from Apple Valley, Minnesota. Um, the kid, number one to Gonzaga. Yeah. And then um, plays for Orlando now. Sucks. Oh, he's from Minnesota? Yeah. So Minnesota hoops is on the rise. But, you know. I think that's the tough thing, too, is that you see these cats that come here. Well, that start wherever. And, like, you kind of see in Chicago with I.O., who, man, I'm so glad that he got drafted to the Bulls. Yeah, that's, that's a feel-good story, too. I mean, that dude, he from Chicago, played at Illinois. Could he have gone to, like, a Duke or Indiana? Probably, but, like, yeah. nah, he played at Illinois. Like, D. Brown status. That <laughs> like, was my team, the fighting the lineup. Yeah, D. Brown and Darren Williams. Luther and, Head. Yeah, oh, my God. That, that three-guard lineup was, was sick. Yeah. Yeah, ahead of his time, now that I think about it. For sure. A little bit. Yeah. Especially playing two that's small like guards. Three. Yeah. Darren Williams never really had a shot, which kind of sucks. Darren Williams was a dog, too. Yeah, because like you put him in Utah with Andre Karolinko. And he had his years. He had, even in New Jersey, like he had a couple good years. He did. I think people thought he was going to be Chris Paul. Yeah. That's my issue with the whole comparison thing. Like, it's one thing to say, like, like okay, because people hate when I say this, but Booker and Levine remind me of Kobe and T-Mac. Like Levine, okay. when I see T Mac, I, I see a lot of. Or when yeah. I see Levine, I see a lot, a lot of T Mac. I just yeah. see a lot, and when I see Booker, I see a lot of Kobe. I'm not saying that that's who they are. I'm right. just saying that's who it looks like, like when I watch him play. Had to, yeah, yeah, and like I think people when they saw Darren Williams, I think they thought he was gonna be Chris Paul. I'm like, 
Darren Williams was Darren Williams, man. He was a yeah. he was a problem. He was twenty and ten for a while in Utah. Yeah, Boozer. He was twenty and ten for a while. Um, I don't know, man. I think injuries got him towards the end too, and going to New Jersey like he didn't play with anybody. So, did you go to high school in Chicago? Then? No, I'm from uh, Chicago suburbs. So. Oh, and, and, but you yeah. went to high school in, in Chicago then. Yeah. So I got a question for you because this is a theory I have: why so many dudes from Chicago keep getting hurt. Is it like are the courts harder? Because I know like concrete playing, playing on concrete in general. Concrete is not in the good winter, for the patellas at all. No, and I think like because I keep looking at guys from like New York and Chicago and Philly, I'm like, how come these guys aren't holding up? Whereas like James Harden, he, you don't see him hurt. Same yeah, with like no. Russ, and I'm like, well, because it's 75 degrees year round there. Whereas like in Chicago, I feel like if you're playing on the concrete in the winter, yeah, I'm I'm sure that that could have something to do with it. Because that, that concrete definitely doesn't give. It's not good for the patellas at all. Mm. Have you been to Venice Beach? Have you been to, like... Yeah, I've been, I've been to Venice. Have you, like, walked... At least just, like, walked on the court. So yeah. I play, but, like, I've shot around there and, you know... It feels softer, don't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, it just feels like... You're on I mean, a beach, man. It could it could be that. It could be that for sure. I'm like, yo, save my guy's knees, man. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose. But when you look at the, the, their style of play, too, they're definitely, like, slashers. Like, get to the bucket. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's Midwest hoops. Like, get to the bucket. You know, who was it that told me that uh, the reason why you see slashers and stuff like that in Chicago is because they didn't want to shoot in the wind. Hey, we get, we get <laughs> all the jokes, man. I was like, but still, the best. I'm like, yo, that best, might be you might be best hoopers come from the Midwest, man. And I'm still holding to it. L.A. is kind of the only other city that I can be like. Mm. Yeah, they say New York's the mecca, man. But I, I feel like they've been New off, York's man. the mecca because Rucker. In Madison Square, yeah, and that's about it. But we I, got New York slander on this podcast. I don't, I don't see hoopers coming from New York anymore. Too you much. You got Kemba, Kyrie, Kyrie's jersey. Jersey does have a couple. You know, I think he's from Brooklyn. Is he from Jersey? No, I think you're right. I, I thought think he's, he's a, I thought he's a Jersey boy, but yeah. It, 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 but still, I'm I'm not. Yeah. No, I mean you got two good guards. Yeah, who aren't playing right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. At me. You know, more New York Hoopers because I, I don't I don't really see it. Mellow. Well, I guess Mellow is actually from like Baltimore or something like yeah. that. Like, he was from from New York and then went to Baltimore. I mean, you got your Lance Stevensons. Shout out to Lance. You know. Hey, I'm still mad at Lala Vasquez after all these years, and it's not even her fault yeah, to be man. honest. That's just me being the toxic Bulls fan. <laughs> it was funny. I was I, I was talking to uh, talking to a couple girls I know, and I was like, I do my best to be a good dude. At the same time, I might not pick up the call if the Bulls are in a close game. Oh, I just want you to know that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good for skipping anything if the Sixers on. <laughs> I'm like, yo, listen, if it's 113 or 110, I'm just saying nah. you might get that call skipped a Yeah, no, nah, that's definitely getting skipped. I'm not, especially if the Sixers on, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm like, hey, listen, like, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm, like, I'm going to be that dude. I'm going to do my very best, you know, just to make sure that like, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. But if I'm playing Tekken, <laughs> and if I'm playing online, uh, I'm locked in. Uh, yeah, no, you might be outside. I'm locked Sorry. That's dope, though, man. She finally went and chilled out. There yeah, I think she, she's good now. That's what she does all day. That toy thing was completely random. <laughs> she ain't rummaged through that bucket of toys and I don't know how long. <laughs> Shout out to, like, just any dog for, like, oh, man, something new's happening? Let me be a part of it. And right. then, like, after a while, I was like, like, we're almost at an hour and it's like, 
they got it. Yeah, they cool. They good now. They good. So what you got? What you got that you're working on? What you got that you're working? Man, on? six six by six stuff for sure. Uh, follow us on social media. Um, Are you doing Christmas drive? Yep, doing that that gift exchange. Um, I think it's thirteen boys now we're working with from that group nice. home. Um, you know we're doing that. Uh, right after that we get into uh, our boy Richard does um, haircuts for New Year's. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, New Year's. Uh, new new cut, new me. Kind of playing off oh, the new year, new me. Yeah, that's dope. Um, so we're gonna try to organize that a little bit better. Um, this is usually like our busy season, like this holiday season is when we're trying to. It's from Christmas you know, to about January, then. Yeah. Or from I think I should say to about January. Yeah. Even after that, um, you know, March we try to do some stuff with March's reading uh, month. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it kind of stretches from right now. We're really getting it going. But yeah, six six x six brotherhood um, on IG. Um, our website's up as well, 6x6brotherhood.org. Um, Facebook, same thing. Uh, but, yeah, we're just kind of getting it going, man, trying to get out in the community and do stuff. Uh, we're always looking to work with people. You know, so, like I said, if you got any ideas, reach out. And, you know, we got the funds. We raise money, so we got money to do stuff. Um, I'm trying to figure out an idea right now. Just the hard thing right now is figuring out everything with COVID. Yeah. Um. Like, I was planning, my birthday's in March, so I was planning a trip, maybe up to, like, Seattle and Vancouver. And it's like, yeah, I want to go, but if COVID shuts down and everything, then what? Right. So, I do, I, I would like to do something, you know, just to kind of, it's important to broaden horizons. You know, for me, with art and, you know, sports, because I want to do, that's why I do, I'm trying to do, like, basketball tournaments and soccer tournaments. Right. Kinda, like, you bring people in to play. But then you introduce a DJ because he, he's spinning tracks all day, you know, something like that. Oh, they say it all the time, you know, music and sports go together. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. what's that thing that the, uh, every baller wants to be a rapper and every rapper wants to be a baller? Yes, like, sir. That's how it go. But um, I, I do want to do something with you guys that is, I mean, giveaways are dope. Yeah. But I do want to do something. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, how many kids do you have? You got 13? I think it's 13 of them. Yeah. You know what we could do, actually, because... So I work for the city of Tempe outside my other, my actual job. I coach for the city of Tempe. Uh, I used to live in Mesa. Right. And the city of Tempe was, was hiring, you know, for coaches just seasonal. So uh, like, that's what I coach for. So I'm making that drive, man, from Anthem all the way down to Tempe. Right. And I work in downtown Phoenix. So like. For the kids. Hey, man. Hey, hey that, that's it right there. Because what hit me is, uh, it's very possible that I might be there. I might have been there longer than my families are. Right. Because I've been coaching for about three years now, three, four years now. And it was super dope when kids saw, like, coaches here. And then next year, coaches here. And then I just that saw one of, Yeah. And then I just saw one of my kids who graduated, who's in high school now. And he's like, hey, coach, that you? With the long hair and the beard? I'm like, what's up, man? Like, yes, sir. But um, just being there, you know, consistently kind of shows like, nah, man, like I'm with it, right? Um, and which is suck if I, it was just gonna suck if I ever move, you know, if I ever go somewhere else. But um, I actually play, so I can talk to to Bobby and see what we can do. Uh, she's she's one of the supervisors over there. But I played rugby. Okay. We could do like a sevens rugby clinic. So sevens rugby is like if you play three, it's like three on three basketball, but for rugby. So okay, it's just less people. I'll I'll just send you some links. It's dope. Right. We don't have to hit, <laughs> you okay. know, that way. Because rugby, scare, rugby scares people, and I get why it does. I had a friend back home who had the top of his ear missing. Yeah, I'm good. And she was like, he, I was like, yo, how did you do that? And he goes, do, oh, my ear, bro? 
Oh, bro. No, hey, playing rugby, right? And I was like, I'm done right there. Like, yeah, got the nah. top of his ear, his ear taken off. He's like, so I started taping him. Like, taping him to my ears, bro. And I'm like, shout out to y'all. Yeah, that's, y'all a, crazy. that's a rough one, man. It, it's different. But, hey, they teach you how to hit right, first of all. Because oh, you're not hitting. It's not football. Like, yeah. You're not, like, hitting the dude. It's a wrap-up tackle. And you're actually encouraged to, like, just run to contact. Because the first time I played, I was like, I'm going to be kicked turn yeah. around. Like, I did all this stuff. Yeah. And then, like, they're like, hey, you outran your team. So, like, you you got hit. And then you were just laying there holding the ball out. So, but we could actually probably do something maybe February, March. I'll talk to Bobby, but, like, doing a clinic. I'm down. I got I, got I mean, I would have to study. Coaches. I know nothing about rugby, but I'm, I got, I'm locked in. I got in. plenty of coaches. Yeah. I got plenty of coaches, including a guy who's mostly blind and is Australian. And I love that dude to death. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> I don't know why I got mad pirate vibes when you said that. Oh, so we were playing. <laughs> he can't see, like he can see our peripherals. Right. He, do play pro? Like do wow. play pro rugby? Yeah. He's a, I think he's a jujitsu champion now. Like dude's an oh, athlete. Wow. Dude yeah, can yeah. play. I love Aussie Nick, man. Dude can play. And I remember we were at practice, and I wasn't great because I picked up rugby when I came out of the military, and I was like healing from a bunch of injuries and like a lot of mental stuff. Yeah. Had like a lot of weight loss stuff and still that I'm still working on. Weight loss sucks, man. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, this is getting a shape thing blows. <laughs> I should just stay in shape. This sucks. Getting old. Facts, man. Yeah, getting old. So, um, but one thing that I always had when I was playing football, basketball, whatever, I was always a good passer. Right. And so I, I perfect pass, man, right to him. And it's like right just in the pocket, perfect for him to take off and run. And it bounces off his chest and lands on the ground. And he's got this heavy Australian accent. He's like, Braven, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm like, Nick. And usually, like, you know, I'm like, hey, listen, they're right. I'm going right. to defer to them because I'm learning. I'm like, hold the fuck on, Nick. No, nah, that was spot on. I hit you right in your fucking <laughs> chest, my guy. You got to catch that. He said that was a deal for Don. And, right. <laughs> and he goes, that's right where I can't fucking see. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he's right. Hit him in his blind spot. Yeah, because, like, like, it was perfect, man. It was, like, yeah. just, like right over because you know you basically have to lateral it you know but it's a bigger ball so you're like spinning it a little bit too it's like it's like you're it's like if you sat on a basketball and it kind of like fanned out or if like if you overinflated a football it's like okay it's big it's like this big round and you can't throw it forward so you have to pitch it you know parallel or backwards and so it's perfect i was so excited everyone's like oh nice pass bro and then the fuck mate (laughs) and i'm like okay no i'm definitely down for that man i tried to organize a um we try to do a whole fitness fitness month. So I've been thinking about doing like each month is a different campaign. Cool. Um, so like definitely December, we're talking a lot about, you know, the process of just like giving and receiving, whether it's like, you know, respect or like, yeah. you know, affluence, gifts, whatever it is. Um, but we try to do like a fitness month just to like promote fitness and families to be active. And uh, we want to do like fitness in the park and just expose them to different things, whether it was like yoga and jujitsu or whatever. But rugby would would fall right in. I got you know some guys that do jujitsu. I mean, you probably do too, but I yeah. got some guys that do jujitsu. But um, um, yeah, I'm definitely down. Definitely with COVID, like that got shut down too. We couldn't do that. But if we can get some, we you know, just some held the clinic to, in Tempe, and you're aware of Maryvale? Mostly? Yeah, Maryvale. I wonder if we could get like a. Yeah, we have to get creative, but I'm definitely down to like just expose even if we met like in downtown Phoenix or like you know yeah. somewhere in between, like got a maybe not like a full bus, but like got something where it's like something hey, where we'll, we can. Well, I'm sure with the, the group or hell, home, just do two of them, just do yeah. one one week and one the next, like that too. But I'm sure the group home has some type of transportation where they yeah, can, for sure they can get the boys there. 
Because that would be dope, man. Now you don't want people playing like rugby just like in the, in the streets. <laughs> like, yo, like, <laughs> listen, man, like, cover up your ears. But, <laughs> but no, I'll send you some stuff because the cool thing about sevens rugby, it's an Olympic sport. Okay. And because the United States is so far behind, like, everyone's able to play rugby. Yeah. So, like, the, the U.S., like, 15s team, like, the regular team, kind of trash, not going to lie. Because mostly because New Zealand and England just kick the shit out of them every Everybody. year. I think the crazy thing about that, too, and um, when you just said that we're behind, is, like, with hockey. So, I was still in Chicago when the Blackhawks were on their run. And just because the Blackhawks were winning, like, exploded. Everybody mm-hmm. was trying to get into hockey. Like, kids at school were asking, hey, can we do hockey? Or, like, do we have hockey equipment? So, I think all it takes is just that one, you know that spark of whatever in the community, you know, maybe starting a small league or whatever it is. Like that could, you know, that could be something huge. Even if it's like a Saturday's league where it's like, we just, you know, pick and choose. Like that that could definitely blow up. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. wonder if there, an inner city rugby thing could actually be really dope too. Because the cool thing about rugby is that like, all you need is a field. Like if you've ever seen their uniform, it's just like really short shorts and a polo, which is kind of hilarious. But you know, like you don't really need, it's not like baseball. And that's, I mean, that's right up the alley for underprivileged like communities. You yeah. Know? Like any any sport that doesn't take a lot of equipment, like a basketball. Basketball doesn't take a lot of equipment. That's why like inner city like hoopers are so big. Not like a baseball where it's like you need this, you need that, you need that. And um, that's where we kind of like don't get that exposure. But definitely rugby might be an easy one to. Rugby is cool too into. because it encourage. One of the guys that I play with is like five four, but he played punt returner in high school and like scat back in high school. Right. And so, like, it's perfect for him. He's like, hey, I can take a hit. I'm good. Right. <laughs> like, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, man. Send me some stuff. I'm down for it. Rugby yeah. sevens is, like, rugby 15s is a little bit like, like, all right, get the big boys out there. Yeah. Rugby sevens, though, it's fast. It's fast. I was about it's to ask fast. that fast pace game. Oh, man. It's, uh, notice, notice, like, um, we can't. There was a game that we used to play where everyone know. would chase someone. Say less. <laughs> and I don't have a good secondary name. I already for know. We're definitely about. not calling. And that was yeah. No, we, we, we are definitely not calling it the name that we canceled came quick. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I know. No, we said we're not going to say that. Yeah, she offended. Yeah, no, we said we're not going to. I'm sorry. Uh, but um, no, it's basically like a team version of that, but it's a lot more organized. Yeah. But it's just fast. You know, like if that ball comes out, it's going the opposite way. But, yeah, it's not, I, like, I was talking to my friend, and I was like, yo, do you remember, we used to say some wild shit. Wow. And wild. looking back, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, not. <laughs> There's people I gotta apologize to, man. Like, yeah. Like, go ahead and listen to some, wild. like, 2003 DMX and see if you're like, oh my God. Rough. Recipes DMX, damn, bro. Man, yeah, I'll shoot you some stuff, uh, definitely before I leave, too, and we'll, uh, we'll connect on that. Yeah, I definitely want to lock in on that, um. I think what else we I've been having idea. I just have so many ideas, man, that just pop up and it's like, man, how am I gonna get these off? And like, who do I need to talk to to like, you know, put this stuff into motion? Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. Cool. That sounds good, man. That sounds really, really good. So, uh, you did you? Yeah, you dropped your social media. You got some. You got that going. That Christmas toy drive. I'm, I'm gonna start promoting that for you too. Yeah, and I just I just dropped the flyer social? today. Cool. I just right. dropped the flyer. So, yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I'm, that then. I'm meeting with the lady tomorrow to get more details because last cool. year, once again, with COVID, like it was almost like we just dropped off the gifts and that was it. Yeah. Uh, but this year we want to make it like a whole event where we can be there, hopefully get some of the donors to be there as well to go through the gift and yeah, share with the boys. Um, you know, 
have some treats outside. We'll, we'll probably be outside under a tent, but we're in Phoenix, so it'll be nice weather. You know. Yeah, at the very worst, it's gonna be like sixty-five. Right. Put on a hoodie. Yeah, exactly. I'll just <laughs> yeah, put on a hoodie. You're fine. I'm just about to but say. No, that. we definitely want to make it a, a better event and and keep working, like you said, just the consistency of working with the same organizations uh, we've been working with and and just making those like annual events so they have something to look forward yeah. to each year. Um, so that's what that's what the hopes are. You do a really cool Christmas thing too. I mean, we, like it, it's a, it's getting a little bit close. Yeah. So it might it might take a little bit more planning or even maybe like a 2022. But I think we could do a lot of cool stuff around this time. See, now, now look, man, you got business negotiations, you See, got that's, basketball that's talk. Come on, man. That's what it's about, man. All right, hey, that's listen for. for Andre. This is Braven, the grown up kid. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, if you're not listening, at least play it through. That way we can get the you know. Start listening. Shit. Yeah, start listening, man. T- Come tell on. a friend to tell a friend, man. That, that, that is that's it's good it. conversation, man. This guy Braven's amazing. Good stories. Oh, so y'all should reach out, man. Get on either. the store. I mean, get on, get on the, get on the uh, podcast. Reach out to him, man. Everybody's got a story we need to share. That's it. I've oh my god, I said that so many times. Everybody's, Everybody's got, got a story, yo. Let's let's share it. Let's talk. Perfect, man. See, get yeah. No, we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna do some stuff together. All right, appreciate it, guys. Peace. Thank you.